bring you to Coit Rock Show with Martin Kelly. Hi, this is David Allison of Megadeth, and you're listening to the RT Rock Show. Welcome to the RT Rock Show on Radio Tercoid 106.5 FM and online at www.thertrockshow.com. I'm joined by metal legend David Ellison from Megadeth. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing there, Carl? All good, thank you. Uh, right then, let's get straight down to it. Uh, you've recently announced a run of UK and European tour dates as uh, More Life Than Death. Uh, what can fans expect from, uh, from these shows? You know, we've, we've set these shows up so that they can be a full concert performance with a book signing to follow. And I have a companion solo album called Ellison Sleeping Giants that uh, was released at the same time as the book back in July. So um, it gives a, a good um, vehicle to be able to perform some of the new songs as well as a bunch of the classics that people are already know me for. Um, so yeah, it's about an hour show plus the uh, book signing and meet and greet afterwards. Fantastic stuff. And uh, as part of the tour, you're, um, you're kicking off at uh, KK Steel Mill in Wolverhampton on November the 3rd. And you'll be joining up with uh, Judas Priest legend uh, K.K. Downing, Les Binks, and uh, Tim Ripper Owens. Um, how did that uh, that lineup uh, come about? You know, it happened just so organically and simple. You know, K.K. was kind enough to lend a few words and some and a couple of cool stories to my book. He participated in the audio book that'll be coming out here in a couple of weeks as well. <clears throat> and 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 I, I just I, I hit him up on email. I just said, hey. Could, any chance we could do a um, a book signing together up at your up at, at the steel mill uh, when I'm over there to do my show down in London? And a date happened to work out the night before, uh, November third. And then, of course, it came went from you know to us discussing a book signing to well, maybe we should play a couple songs to let's get Ripper and Less. And now it's, you know, now basically I've joined Judas Priest, you know, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and especially, you know, because I, I, you know, we've all, Less I don't know. Um, but I mean, he is, I think, probably to my generation, what he defined heavy metal double bass drumming. Mm. And uh, so I think just as a bass player, as a as a fan of Judas Priest, you know, to perform with him is, I just I can't wait. It's it's awesome. And and KK and 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 Tim and I have, have individually shared stages around the world together. Um, obviously, Megadeth, Judas Priest, but I also um, toured with. I played on Tim's solo album and toured with him uh, yeah. across Europe. He and I also had our band Hail. So, you know, it's funny, we, we're all kind of six degrees of separation from each other, so it's just going to be a blast to get on stage and play some songs together. Awesome. And you touched upon there that uh, uh, the book's going to be available on audiobook uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've just been uh, reading, well, reading and uh, listening to uh, your first book uh, uh, as an audiobook, and uh, um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, when you start to, to write books, does it, um, does it come naturally to you? Is it something that you enjoy? I do. I do like it. It's. Um, I'm glad I'm not a full-time author, but I, I love authoring, and it's something that you know. Sometimes they they take a while to put together, and other times they come together pretty easily. You know, like this one. Yeah, writing. Um, 
you know, my first book was a music business how-to book called Making Music Your Business. Writing the second book, <clears throat> which was my first memoir, My Life with Death, um, was fun to do the journey with my friend Joe MacGyver because he kind of helped me navigate through, <clears throat> I think, the chapters that had relevance. I've read a couple of memoirs where, <clears throat> quite honestly, I think they could have been largely edited <laughs> um, <clears throat> because you don't need to go into every detail about everything that ever happened. I think the trick in writing a book, it's like making an album. You don't put every song you ever wrote on an album. You know, <clears throat> you write a bunch of stuff and then you sort of whittle it down to the songs that tell the same story that really create a narrative. And I think writing a book is, is exactly like making an album. It's each chapter is like a song and the book is a collection like an album. And uh, as you say, you've got a lot on your plate uh, at the moment now with uh, your uh, your solo work, uh, the books, and uh, uh, well, uh, with Megadeth uh, as well. Where do you find the time to fit uh, fit all this in? You know, I just get up and quite honestly, I check email, I look at the phone calls, and I just kind of respond back to them. And for the most part, I've learned over the years to say yes. You know, when people call you or reach out to you, they're asking you to be a part of something. You know, if if you say no, people are going to stop asking. If you say yes, you've opened the door to all the opportunities and possibilities that keep continuing to lead to more opportunities and possibilities. So yes is the magical word of life. You know, obviously, I put the time in for almost 20 years just being a uh, unified, you know, solitary member of Megadeth. And, um, you know, when you're part of a group, you're, you're always in a supportive role. Sometimes you're in a featured role, but you're, you know, you're part of a team and you go where the team goes. <clears throat> and then, of course, that came to an end in 2002 when the group disbanded. And I think that's that season of my life for about seven years there was one that's <clears throat> really opened me up to explore a lot of other things that I quasi things that I didn't even think that I would ever be involved in um, musically. But I, you know, I played on all kinds of records. I recorded a lot. I did a little bit of some live performances and, you know, then some touring like with Ripper when we did Hail and things like that. <clears throat> um, and I had my group at five and you know, I just, I explored it because all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, I'm not in Megadeth, so I don't have to just operate under the confines of what Megadeth, you know, had become. <clears throat> I was free to explore and I did. And then, so I think by the time I came back to <clears throat> Megadeth in 2010, I was really ready to come back home. It was fun to come back and really have a singular mission again of just, of just doing the Megadeth material and performances it was fun to do that um but i think having been able to explore you know when when the times came during the um breaks and the tours came even in the you know after 2010 um i my door was already open to participating in other things and i think from there is how i you know just continued to explore i thought you know that door was closed for so many years, a couple decades, because of the singular focus and mission with Megadeth. And then I thought, you know, now that it's open, there's no reason to just close it again. Um, I, you know, in, in fact, I think at that point, Megadeth, <clears throat> while that's largely the, you know, the platform that I'm had been known for, you know, I had I had created so many other things 
Um, and if nothing else, relationships and which led to opportunity, I just felt like it was important to keep that door open um, and continue to just say yes to life, say yes to opportunities and just keep exploring in addition to being in Megadeth. Touching on Megadeth there, um, how's Dave uh, doing at the moment? You know, he's, 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 he's finished his treatments. He's in recovery now from uh, from those treatments. So, you know, obviously monitoring the recovery and um, we're optimistic about a full recovery. We've announced and put on sale the Megadeth Five Finger Death Punch Tour in uh, January, February. So we're, we're optimistic of a full recovery, but we certainly still appreciate thoughts and prayers for him and, and uh, for, for a full recovery. And uh, talking about that tour as well, it's uh, it's caused a lot of uh, stir uh, over here in the UK that uh, uh, you're um, under Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, um, what was the the reason uh, behind that? Well, I think the the you know we have not been over to do a real proper headline tour of um, Europe. We've done more in the UK, but <clears throat> not so much in Europe and. Um, that we felt we really needed to. And it's at Glossy, it's been a while, it's been a few years since we've even done a real, you know, proper trek across the UK. So we felt, you know, rather than just come over and do the festivals, <clears throat> which is kind of the easier method, but the methods don't really get down into the trenches of getting city to city and face to face with so many fans who can't always make it to the festival. So we felt a headlining thing is necessary. Um, and I think in order to set the stage for that, to do an actual proper uh, tour like this with Five Finger, I think is is it sets that up, you know, for future stuff. And I think that that doing something on a big level like this with Five Finger is a is a great way to um, get really broadcasted well across, <coughs> excuse me, across the across Europe and the UK. So um, we're friends with the Five Finger guys. They've worked incredibly hard. They've they've, they've got terrific success right now, and um, you know, they've, they've usually played before us, but you know what, the, their successes are well-earned. And, and if it means that we're playing before them, the, the bottom line is the fans are going to be there regardless. So it almost doesn't really matter who, who goes on first or second. The Radio Takoi Rock Show with Martin Kelly.